Let's dive right in. I don't have a whole lot of time, and it's, uh, I feel like I've got a, I got a word for you this morning. I hope I can get to where I want to get to, but I don't know. We're just going to let the Lord lead us this morning. James chapter 1, you know what we've been talking about? We've been talking about trials, right? Anybody still going through a trial? We go through trials. We, what have we learned? We've learned, um, ma'am, the, the lady that gave the testimony, what was your name again? Jamie, you talked about joy. Thank you. That's the joy of the Lord is our strength. And sometimes we can't find any joy until we find the Lord. When we find that joy, it's true joy. And it says to have joy in our trials, right? Knowing that the testing of our faith produces patience or endurance. And then it goes on to say, if you need wisdom, what do we do? We ask and we expect. We expect for an answer. Okay, so we've been through this the last two or three weeks, so what do we do? We consider it joy. What does that mean? We change our attitude. Our, our trials hit us right in the face. What have we got to do? We've got to change our attitude, right? We've got to look at it differently. We've got to open up our eyes. We've got to ask. We've got to ask for help. We've got to allow the Word, knowing that the testing of our faith, we've got to have the Word in us, right? I've been saying it over and over and over. I'm going to say it again. You've got to have the Word in you to have faith. If you're going to face your trials, you've got to have faith. If you're going to face them correctly according to God's Word, you've got to have faith. In order to have faith, you've got to have His Word, right? So, we've got to increase our faith. We've got to ask God for wisdom with, with expectation, right? Now, everybody has trials. Adversity comes to everyone. People lose career jobs. They have natural disasters. Family, movers, family members move away. Relationships break down. Loved ones die, you know what? One thing remains constant, and that is God and His Word. It will remain constant. So many times in the middle of a storm, you need something constant. You know what they say on, when you're on a ship and you start getting seasick? You know what they say to look at? The horizon. Why? Because it won't move. It's constant. And when we start to be tossed to and fro in, a, in the storms of our life, one thing remains constant. And God says, get focused on me. I'm not moving. I'm not changing. I will not waver in the storm. Get focusing on the horizon. You know, we've got, James gives us two drastic contrasts when we face trials, when we face adversity. The first one is to gain wisdom from God. When we face our trial, we can either choose God or we can choose to react angrily to the pressures, to the feelings, or the fears that are produced in difficult times. How many of us so many times are in the position we're in because of the way, way that we've reacted to our situation? We are going on a path because of the way our emotions led us into our, as we walked into our problems. James says, you've got to lay those emotions away. Quit acting on your emotions and act on God. If you wait for an emotion, you're probably not going to get it. All of working between the spirit and the flesh is learning to not react to your flesh. What's our flesh? A lot of times it's our emotion. It's wanting to get offended. It's wanting to get upset. 
Why is faithful hearing so important to the Christian life? Faith comes by hearing. It's the only way to please God. By His Word. God is moved by faith. So what are some qualities needed when we're in trials? What are some qualities needed? So we're going to go on to the next verse. James chapter 1 verse 19. So then my brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Verse 21. It says, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Can I stop for just a second? This is not in my notes. Receive. The word is being offered to you this morning. Receive. Have you ever had somebody try to give you a gift and you wouldn't receive it? I have. Stupid. That's just stupid. People are trying to bless you. God's trying to bless you. Receive it. Have you ever had to tell somebody, just be quiet and keep it? Be quiet. Just shut up and take the gift. Can I encourage you? Be quiet and take the gift. God wants to give you a gift this morning, and it's the gift of His Word. And you know what? It's the horizon that will not waver, it's not going to waver. You need to receive his word. Now, that's, that's, just, that's free. Okay, you got that one free. Why is anger useless and destructive in the kingdom of God? Let's go back to James chapter 1, verse 20. For the wrath of man does not re- uh, produce, does not produce the righteousness of God. And this word wrath in the Greek, Greek is the word orge, O-R-G-E, orge. You know what it means? It means excitement of the mind. Now think for a minute, it means out of control, violent passion, vengeance. Have you ever seen somebody get so excited that they lose control? They lose all sense of maturity. They lose all sense of reality. A lot of times you see this with a child that's less than five years old. They haven't learned to control themselves yet. They throw a fit. Have you ever seen an adult throw a fit? It's not a pretty sight. And it does not produce the righteousness of God. It's not beneficial at all. It says, be angry, but don't sin. That anger that wells up in you is there sometimes to help protect you, to help get you out, to to jump off the road before you get ran over. But once you're out of the road, get control of yourself again. Be angry, but don't sin. Anger just brings on malice and destruction and most importantly does not produce righteousness. Well, what does produce righteousness? The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. You know, it's funny, what, what Teen Challenge is doing is bringing peace to people that have no peace. Now, sometimes it may be rough. Nobody says that peace is not rough. Sometimes peace is rough. Sometimes peace is correction. Sometimes peace is discipline. You know, in order to get your kids not to throw a fit, you've got to bring discipline. You know what you're bringing? You're bringing peace. 
You're bringing the peace that brings forth righteousness. And that's good. It may not feel good at the time, but the peace of God brings righteousness. Not anger. Anger does not produce righteousness. Now it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If you do this, then all these things will be added unto you. Why? Because righteousness produces. That's good. It's a good word for somebody. This word peace, it's the word irene. E-I-R-E-N-E. Irene. You know what it means? Got something in my eye. It means one. It means quietness. It means to rest. It means security, safety. It means prosperity. It means harmony. Have you ever heard two singers sing that weren't in harmony? They're not one. But have you ever heard perfect harmony? Sometimes you can't distinguish between the two voices. It's one. I love that. Colossians chapter 3 verse 8 says, But now you yourselves are to put off these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language, out of your mouth. What does it say to do with it? Put it off. You have to do an action. It's like putting on a shirt or taking off your shirt. You've got to take off anger. Anger is going to want to clothe itself on you. You've got to put it off. You know, it says submit to God, resist the devil. God places the resisting on us. He gives you the power to resist. He gives you the power to get away, but you have to resist. Do you know in school or in your life, sin is going to be at your doorstep coming at you? And you've got to resist it. Put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language. You know what that tells me there? Now, have y'all ever heard my testimony with my filthy language? I had a filthy ma- mouth. Grew up with it. You know, we, I, I, when my teenagers show up, hopefully in second service, they're not still sleeping because of acquire the fire. But when they show up, you know, something that, that, that's part of a teenager's day right now is talking filthy. It's the way they talk. It was the way that we talked when I was a teenager. It tells me that I'm able to put it off. Do you know that God delivered me a drastic deliverance of filthy language? But I had to put it off. I had to replace the thought, the, the word that I wanted to say with something else. And you know, when I did that under the, under the authority of God, he graced me to do it immediately. I, could, I gained control of that. And I, that's not always been the case with me with sin. Sometimes I've had to fight harder than that. But with my language, this scripture came to life in me that I could put it off. I don't have to say those words anymore. I have the power not to say those words anymore. And so do you. Let me keep going. I'm, I'm kind of getting off track here. But you've got to remove it. You've got to put it off. Are you an angry person? Put it off. Fight it. Get help. Before anger becomes full-blown and spews over into moral filth and wickedness. Do you know it's where anger is going to take you? Anger is going to take you somewhere. It's good. There are warning signs. That'll indicate when we're drifting from God. Let's look at these very, very quickly. I'm going to give you about how many have I got. I got seven. 
How do I know I'm drifting from God? How do I know that I'm allowing anger, I'm allowing these things, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language, to start to remove me uh, from the way that I'm supposed to handle myself? Am I beginning to lose the desire to pray? You may say, Pastor, I've never had the desire to pray. Okay, good place to start. You need to pray. You need to communicate with God. Just like Miss Jamie had said, she grew up in church, but no relationship. That's where the relationship comes from, is your communication, is your heart, is your turning your life genuinely to God and letting him hear what your problems are and him being able to, to give you the answers to those problems. Am I losing the desire to pray? Have my personal devotions become sporadic or dry or non-existent? When you first got saved, did you spend time with God? Wasn't it good? Where are you now? Have I begun to look for excuses to miss gatherings with the body of Christ and hear the word of God? Let me put it a little bit further. Have you gotten offended at church? Have you let an offense get in between you and God? That's funny, offense. A fence. Have you let some barrier come between your, you and God? Let me tell you, church, it's happened to me. That's what offense does. It separates. It doesn't just separate you from your brother. It separates you from God. It's good. I'll calm down, maybe. Do I find myself doing a lot of complaining? Hmm. Am I generally unhappy or irritable? Does my temper have a shorter fuse than normal? Is this, is this speaking to anybody? Have the things of this world become more important to me? Possessions, money, power, status. Have I begun to get drawn back to the old way of thinking or the old way of life? That's how we can know that separation is starting to occur, that we are starting to allow our emotions and our life to remove us from what God is trying to lead you into. So let's go back. What did it say there in James chapter 1, verse 19? What are some qualities what are some qualities going into our trial? Godlike qualities. Number one, swift to hear. You need to start listening. Slow to speak. Do you know you can't hear if you're talking? How many times do we have to say to our kids, stop talking? You start to give them an answer, and before you can get the answer out of your mouth, they already have their, their solution. I'm sorry, child, you're not in the position you're in because you knew how to handle it. You didn't. Be quiet. Let me speak to you for just a minute. Do you know God's saying the same thing? Let those with ears hear. God's saying, my people, do you have ears? Why don't you use them? I'm speaking. God's speaking. Listen. Listen. Slow to speak. Quick to hear. Slow to wrath. Can I encourage you, when you get angry, notice it. Don't lose control. Walk away. Count to ten. Take a deep breath. Slow down. Most of the time when you're angry, if you will be slow to speak, you'll catch yourself. You'll catch up with your, with your, with your anger. If you'll just close your mouth. Your emotions, your brain, your soul, your spirit will catch up with your emotions.
if you'll just please forgive me. I had a child once ask, was Joe McGee not saved because he said shut up all the time? But I'm going to tell you, it says when there's a lot of words present, sin is not far away. Man, that's a good word. It says to lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. What does that mean? When you're wanting to go down that road, you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to get it and set it aside. And then finally, receive with meekness the implanted word. The implanted word that's going to save your soul. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. It says, For you have been taught by the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Jesus Christ. Verse 16, that all Scripture, everybody say all Scripture. Is that all? Is that New Testament and Old Testament? All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Did you realize that just by reading the Word of God, you're going to start to get the correct answers to what you're walking through? All Scripture is there to teach us what is true and for us to realize what's wrong in our life. You do not have to have a Shondai moment to get correction. They can come that way, but you will get in the Word, it will start to straighten your path. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Hallelujah. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. Are we prepared for the Word? Are we prepared for the Word? Man, I so, I am, I am, uh, we're just going to have to leave it right there. James chapter 1 talks about dealing with trials. And do you know what it's an entire scripture about? It's about getting into the Word of God. And I'm so wanting to get to the next part. I'm wanting to get to, uh, what, what's my next scripture? It's um, James chapter 1 verse 22. To do. Okay, we've heard, we've heard, we've heard, now let's do. But I got hung up as I was starting to teach, as I was starting to prepare on James chapter 1 on being a doer, that we've got to get our heart in the right position to receive the word before we can do the word. And what kind of soil are you? And that's where, we're gonna, that's where I wanted to go this morning, that's where we're going to go next Sunday, is what kind of soil is your heart? Because how can you be a doer if the word isn't genuinely planted? You're going to see that if your soil's not right, you're not going to be able to do the word. It's going to get taken away before you can accomplish it. And we've got to get our hearts right. So I want to encourage you. I want to give you a a teaser. We're going to be looking at our heart. We're going to be looking at our soil. Now, as I pray for you this morning, I want to just ask you, Those qualities, those questions that I asked, are those you? I want to also ask you, the the testimony that Jamie gave me, the hope that Brother Tim and Sheridan give, are you battling similar situations? Do you need help? The first step to help is recognizing that you need help and admitting that you need help. And church, I want you to know that 
that Church on the Hill, that Teen Challenge is a help center. Why? Because the Spirit of God is here desiring to help you. The Spirit of God, the Word of God is here being given, but you need to receive it. Are you battling addiction? Are you battling anger? Are you battling life and you can't seem to get through? I want to encourage you. Come up here and let us pray with you. But I also want to encourage you, get a Bible and get in it every day. It is there beneficial for you to help protect you from wrong and help you to find right. Are you struggling with making good decisions? Get in the Word. Get in the Word. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he'll flee. Amen? Amen. Let's stand up and let's pray together. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it is unshakable. I thank you that when all the storms of life come, Lord, we can come wake you up in the bottom of the boat. We can come and get out our word. And we can even speak it ourselves. If we've received you as Lord and Savior in our life, we can speak with your authority, with faith. We can speak to that storm. Peace, be still. I just right now, over this church, over those that are listening, do you know Jesus Christ? If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, right now is the time. You know, it says in Scripture that if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Have you ever done that? Maybe you've walked an aisle. Maybe someone's prayed for you. But have you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? And have you believed in your heart that he was raised from the dead? Would you do that this morning? Would you do that this morning? I just right now, over those that have received Jesus Christ, over those that are deciding to receive right now, I just speak with the authority of God's word to your storm. Peace, be still. Storm, we right now command that you come under the authority of Jesus Christ. That you come under the authority of the kingdom of God. And I thank you, Lord, that you are equipping us to walk. That we are more than overcomers. That we are more than conquerors. Are you battling right now, church? Are you battling in your health? Are you battling in your job? Are you battling in your relationships with your family, with your kids? Are you battling addiction? Are you battling depression? Are you battling anger? Let me tell you, church, anger is real. Let us pray with you this morning. Let's have breakthrough according to God's word this morning. As those that are ministering with me, would y'all come on forward? We just open the altar up right now to the power of the word of God, to the power of the Holy Spirit. To the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. His power is here for you. Just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we sing.